0: The following audio program contains mature content, including offensive language. Listener discretion is advised. Play the radio. Make sure the kids hear words. You're talking to the guy that remembers everything. Remember that Tommy Yeah,
1: I don't feel okay with that. I don't really know. is a loser. Biden is hiding people and sucking the blood of children.
2: You know, I'm not even saying anything anymore. No, I'm serious.
1: Why? Or maybe it's just that I'm hogged up on caffeine.
3: And-
2: because y'all get on to me for even saying anything.
3: Uh, I'm done. No, I'm I- done. I'm done. You're supposed to fight back. Look, look. (laughs) I feel like you have a boner right now. I don't. The land of Fujiwa is a shitocracy.
2: First and foremost, I am not right. fucking RoboTuner.
3: <laughs> Robo, fuck you.
2: That would be so tender. Oh my Number God. one.
3: That's the play
0: for a stripper to just go, oh, yeah, I listen to all of them all the time. <laughs> why did the stripper turn <laughs> to so Thomas? So where's the stripper from? Thomas, sure? is that you,
2: man? I thought it was genius, RoboTuner. Oh, you did a oh, fantastic
0: job. Uh, it Please. is. I thought that I just <laughs> wanted some money so I could buy some pop screen <laughs> filters.
2: You dress up well, Thomas, man. I didn't know you were into this. Yeah. You little LARPer, you. Someone shoot me. I have to live with him.
0: All these podcasts in my feed, but something's wrong. Not a single one I follow. They sing their own theme song. Now I have my own and I really must say, please offer us advertisements so we can do this for pay. Do this for pay. Back in 2015 just a desktop and two mics We found it hard on social media to get any likes Then we got new equipment and the world was much more fun Three years had gone by now our studio is done Robo-Tuner, master of debacle, sitting at the helm
2: Sushi-Keeping, and check, true ruler of this realm
3: ThunderCase, shocking both their asses into gear Alex the Intern.
2: Why am I even here?
0: We're
3: glad that
2: you have joined for this occurrence of
3: our
0: show. We can't think of lyrics for this part, so here we go. The song is almost over, starting at last. Broadcasting from the dungeon at Castle Fujiwad's RoboTuner's Insignificant Podcast.
1: (laughs) Occurrence. What number are we on?
3: Where the hell are my notes? Oh, 142.
2: Did you say where your nuts? They're my purse.
3: No, my n- notes. Oh, Why thought... are we already starting the show off like we are AD?
1: What number are we on? <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. For Sunday, July 25th, 2021, in the year of the animal whose food form is also referred to as a personal conflict. <laughs> mm, beef. Greetings, RoboTuner coming at you from the dungeon of Castle Fujiwa, back again with that low-budget podcast style for your listening, enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all of the above. Take your pick. Joining me once again, across the table from me, is my everlasting romantic life partner, yep, there it is, Sushi, whose idea was to throw him that extra Joe Biden (laughs) clip, which I was able to throw in about 30 minutes before we started today. And then, we also have the 24-pack of jalapeno peppers from Chicken Express, Thunder K.
2: Hell yes. <laughs> Bring the thunder! That, that happens after you eat them.
1: Well, if you eat the entire pack, hell yeah, it would.
2: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> and then, absent this week is Alex the Intern, which I can't even...
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yep, there's his what would be his spot. He's actually on vacation. He went down to Galveston Island with a couple of his good buddies.
3: So that's he pictures, and he's not sending. That. Oh, he keeps sending he sent, pictures of his dude friends.
2: He he sent videos just now, like so three different videos. Why would
1: you be asking for pictures of his lady friends? That's kind of creepy.
2: No, dude, dude friends. I want pictures
3: of him, not his.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, he's sending too many pictures of his dude friends and not enough ones of his female ones. That's why I said that's kind of creepy.
2: <laughs> he's not crispy.
1: No, I I know he's not crispy. Crunchy. Super deep fried. So,
2: yeah, him. You know what? We need to play a game. Triggled me? Th- Thunder yeah, What K. is a Triggle? Triggered. Listen. It's like
1: Triggered and Tribble.
2: Listen, we need to play just... a game. Listen, I'm serious. What game is that? Okay, this is, while we're on the podcast, what can we do to trigger... Robo tuner
1: there's a lot of things that you can trigger me you know this
2: I know so I just triggered you Woo-hoo. I get one point for triggering you
1: you get one point for triggering me yeah, okay yeah are you keeping track
2: of that yeah so okay. the, that game's called fun. triggering Robo-Tuner. okay
3: That we're doing all throughout the show yes <laughs> you are woefully undermatched
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh you're saying she's undermatched compared yes. to you okay
2: <laughs> all right well come on. Come on with it, Thunder K. I've triggered him one time.
1: This should be fun. You guys know most of my triggers already just as a way of absorption (laughs) into the things that I repeat a lot. Okay, but until then, until then I hear a little bit of echo. It's not too bad though.
0: Echo. Echo. Echo.
1: Okay. So, I've had quite the busy weekend. It's me, Mario. <laughs> Hello. I've already made my introduction.
3: <laughs> All right. There's one.
2: <laughs> 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 Orange peanut. No
1: wonder he said you're outmatched because he has a whole array of sounds at his disposal where you would just say something.
2: Orange peanut.
1: My fake voice is not an impress impression of Mario. Okay. Done by only, Charles Okay, The Martinet.
2: only rule. The only rule. I have to change it because. Is it it we like have a we have to work it into a conversation?
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll be
0: even. That's more That's
2: the only rule.
1: That's the only rule. Okay.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm, you kind know, of, I had earlier before I came on the show. What? Penis. I had some pretzels, and boy, did it turn my butt into gas jets.
1: <laughs> 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 you just triggered yourself, <laughs> Rick Perry. Uh,
3: oh. <laughs> That's a trigger, by the way.
1: That's your favorite yeah. one. That's your favorite bad lip reading of all the presidential <laughs> campaign videos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, started out Friday night. My band had a gig at Main at Southside in Fort Worth. As I mentioned last week, this one I was pretty hyped about, and because it was, we were opening up for. Zach Person, who is an American Idol alumni. He participated in 2016, I think. He's based in Austin, and he just tours as a duo with a drummer. He's a guitarist and singer, and then the other instruments that accompany him are actually just recorded and, and uh, triggered through a, no pun intended, <laughs> through a foot, foot pedal that he has that just activates them whenever... Whenever the particular part of song Where they're supposed to start is So so yeah It's just him and a drummer that were touring And we got there Pretty early to set up Their stuff was already on stage So we actually had to set up in front of them Which gave a little less Room to move about but I didn't think That was quite a big deal But overall the show went pretty well It actually was probably our best one to date Thus far listening back now I didn't actually get to meet Zach Person or his drummer that he's touring with, but I did meet his road manager. He introduced himself to us before we got up on stage. All <laughs> day, Johnny Gay. Okay, mark yourself down for another one there, Kenneth. Actually Shelley would, but she went inside and she's using the restroom. Anyway.
3: Uh, that's cheating.
1: Well, just make a mental note to to tell her to mark one for your for you yeah, whenever I don't, she comes I don't back.
3: But to count that one because that's we be worked in the conversation. Oh, okay. I was just messing with you. <laughs> well,
1: it worked. Uh, so, I was talking to their road manager before we went up on stage, and he was asking us just some small talk questions, like what's the what's the usual crowd look like here on the weekend, and we kind of told him that it really just depends on the band that's playing, and. Because a lot of people are still just now starting to get out and so and so many bands have decided to resume gigging. It's hard to choose pick and choose basically where you want to go to see local music so and then after that, he proceeded to tell us that his media team or their media team, whenever they send out inquiries to all the local media, the newspapers and whatnot. To hopefully get a write-up in the paper or some kind of or some kind of press or promotion about the actual gig, none of them got back to him. So by the time that Zach person got up on stage and started playing, I counted and there were no more than twenty-five total people in the venue, and that includes some of the staff as well. Kind of felt bad for him because he's the touring artist. I mean, this is how he makes his living—is on. Um, is on cover charges and selling any merchandise. So, I wow. mean, for us, we actually had four people total come out. Uh, my buddies from Bruce... Two of, my bud- two of the members from my buddies, Bruce Magnus, came along with, uh, I think, the drum- drummer Billy's girlfriend. And um, my buddy Bobby, actually, who was in my very first band with me back when I was in high school, he had actually ended up coming out. Now, he didn't get to see us though, because as soon as I was starting to load up my stuff, he he pulls pulls up with his girlfriend. So, otherwise, it was a really good show, and I'm glad that we were able to get on it. Just another feather in our cap, so to speak. It's very cool. Yeah, so that was Friday, and Sushi's back. Um, so so Sushi, while you're getting reacclimated, as you're sitting back down. Thunder K actually did trigger me with Johnny Gay by Benny Lava, but I don't think it counts because it wasn't incorporated into our conversation. Did you just drop that Oreo on the floor? Uh, no. Okay.
2: Weirdo. Ding. My chair broke.
1: Oh. Uh, kind of like the table the other week. Mm. <laughs> okay, so on Saturday. I did some cool stuff. I actually went to a place in Haltom City that I've been meaning to go to for a while. It's been open for about a year or so. It's called the Electric Starship Arcade, and it's free play. I've been following their Facebook page for a while, and yesterday was my first time to go there with my kid. And it's pretty badass. I would say they have close to... Probably... 30 or 40 total arcade machines there. And it's cool they have the way that it's set up too because they have all of your super vintage Ooh. games right at, right at the front on the left-hand side oh. when you've re- Damn it, there's Echo. whenever you walk in. Uh, so on the left-hand side, you see Donkey Kong, the, the original, and then Donkey Kong Jr. right next to it, the original Punch-Out, uh, Robotron, Gorf. Uh, they have a Space Invaders cabinet too, but it's actually not out on the floor. It's in their office. Uh, but a centipede... Marble Madness, Crystal Castles, and as you go further to the right, the games start uh, progressing later in year. Uh, So you had The Simpsons, you had Aliens, you had Ghosts and Goblins, which is still fucking hard as nails today, the original arcade version. And then, you had some others like Gauntlet Legends, got the original Gauntlet. They even had this one game that was similar to Joust. Um... I think oh yeah, Killer Queen. That's what it was called. It's kind of like just a social get together yeah. game. You play that before? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's kind of like Joust, but like a way more advanced version of it. Because one person controls the queen, and the others are like the drones.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. They have that game at uh, what's that place in Arlington?
1: At free play? No, Arlington. I haven't been to. A-
2: yeah, there's is it? It's it's not free play. But, I mean, you walk in, you pay ten bucks, and you can play all the all the games.
1: Oh, like Dave & Buster's a main event?
2: It's better... Well, it's better than that because it's a bar.
1: Oh. Cider... No, I Cider kids uh, and Dallas. They're all a bar. Yeah.
2: But um, I'll look it up.
1: Okay. Speaking is, of bars... Is,
3: uh, did, the, did the Video Game Museum make it through COVID? Does anybody know? Oh, yeah.
1: They're still open. In fact, Tech Force, the guy that played... The, the rapper that emceed the basically the 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 roll call as they were al- allowed to only let a certain number of people through so they didn't go over fire code right. he's actually p- performing there again for their anniversary isn't cool. it? their five-year anniversary right. yeah
2: hold on isn't it round one
1: round one's that's in uh grapevine that's not in, it's arlington. in arlington i don't know if a round one that's in arlington i don't think it's round one though okay yeah round one's nope. out the grapevine mills what mall. the
2: hell is it is it hold on okay Free Play Arcade. They have one in Ar- they have one in Arlington, and one in Fort Worth. And Wars in Fort now. Worth, yes, yes, that's, it's Free Play.
1: Okay, I've never been to Free Play in Arlington. Yeah, that's why I said that. I
2: went there one time, but I also went to the Fort Worth one with you.
1: Yeah, you did for Valentine's Day mm-hmm. last year. That was fun. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they also have the original Dragon's Lair cabinet there too, which that really surprised me. And it looks like you know, it is is an an original cabinet. And the reason why that surprised surprises me even more so than any other vintage machines from the 80s that are still functioning, is that the LaserDisc machines on the original cabinets had a tendency to break down pretty regularly because they would just constantly be spinning throughout all hours of the day as the arcades would operate, and the belts would give out really easily, and they were pretty hard to come by replacement. Nobody
2: can see your face. What All mean? they can see is your big pop screen filter in front of your face.
1: But I gotta show it off to show I don't have to strip anymore. And they can kind of see my lips move. Nobody can uh, see your
2: face. They can see your head move.
1: Oh, uh, so I, am I like the Wilson of the podcast? <laughs> DFW <laughs> podcasting world. I,
2: yeah, that's what you are. Uh,
1: I'm not afraid to show my face.
2: Uh, apparently, Here, you I are. can.
1: I can move this. I don't need the pop screen. Oh wow, I'm actually a lot more. Yeah, well, since ex- I'm. That's why we right took ours it. off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me adjust my game some uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay it's gonna mess with me the rest of the time I think no I don't know anyway yeah that's what I was going to say about Electric Starship Arcade is that they also have a bar there and after, from 8 to midnight they serve alcohol uh-huh. yeah and if you're a minor you have to yeah, yeah if you're a minor you have to get out after 8 o'clock p.m. yeah well they sometimes have bands there too and musicians I think it's like cover bands, though. Like drunk Pong. Drunk Pong. Just
3: <laughs> Drunk Pong.
1: Oh, speaking of Pong, it's it, they didn't have one of these. Machi- they didn't have a Pong machine there, but I have seen at round one actually in in Grapevine. They have a new, the newest rendition that Atari's done of Pong. It's actually electromechanical mechanical. <laughs> have you ever seen one of those those Thunder K?
3: I don't think so. Yeah,
1: they they introduced they introduced this tabletop model a couple of years ago and I, but I never saw one in action and it's pretty pretty pricey too. It has, I think it has a price tag around 3 or 4 grand. And all the parts are electrical mechanical, so you actually see underneath the glass a wooden or maybe even magnetic. I don't know what the pieces are made of. The, the two paddles and the ball that goes back and forth. And whenever... Whenever the... Whenever the... One, one side misses the paddle... The, the ball sli- slides back to the center. And then it goes... Towards whatever side that's serving. It is what I'd g- like to see? What's that?
3: What's that? We should call it punishment pong. You hook electrodes to your body... And every time you miss... <laughs> It gives you a shock, so you're having to play to not get hurt. Oh,
1: (laughs) shit. There actually was a game like that that my old next-door neighbor had from years ago. It was... Everyone... There was a centerpiece, and everyone had a hand... And each... It had, I think, five or six handles from it. So you'd hear this little chime of music whenever you hit the start button. And whenever you heard the buzzer, you had to press the button as fast as you can. And the person that hit the button last or just missed it, got shocked from their hand. That's shocking. Yeah.
3: You know what would be even better? What's that? If instead of um, just getting one shock, like the shock intensifies, like it starts out like once every second and then twice a second. And then as you get closer to losing, it gets worse and worse. And then you get a really long buzz whenever you finally lose the game.
2: So you're (laughs) going to Bill Murray him?
3: It makes it really hard to play. So you keep fucking up. And so you want, to, you want to win as many in the beginning as you possibly can.
1: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, so that's all. I think that's all I was going to say about Electric Starship Arcade. I'd, I'd definitely go there again. That's one of the places. Oh, oh, yeah, that, that is one other thing I was going to say about it. So in kind of the center area of Electric Starship, they actually have tables set up with mini- uh, game consoles you, you know my nes classic oh my yeah little one? yeah they have that one they have the the mini super nes classic they have the mini genesis classic and they also have which is extremely rare because they only sold it for only a couple weeks or months they have the turbo 16 mini <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they didn't have cool.
3: the uh did you say playstation i don't remember no
1: name. no they didn't have a playstation mini
2: you know, anyway. what would be really cool is if What's they had that? a PlayStation with, with the, like I, I have, with the screen.
1: Oh, yeah, the yeah, the the, the yeah. mini PS1 that actually it's has the pop-up. Yeah, well, it was smaller in design. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah okay. The smaller one, and it has a pop-up <laughs> LCD screen. Yeah, yeah so you those. can play
2: it in the car cause it has a car charger and everything. It's yeah. pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I remember that. They sold yeah. that towards the end of the PS1's life.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: The car rides were not good for those things.
1: Oh yeah, because yeah,
2: because the CD skipping <laughs> yeah. when you hit a, when you hit a bump,
1: right? Yeah, but I've never actually seen a TurboGrafx 16 mini until yesterday. Whenever I went there, and it's actually almost the exact same size as the re- the original console.
3: I always found it funny the TurboGrafx 16. It was like the you had the three, the major three. The SNES, the Genesis, and the TurboGrafx 16. And it just felt like the the people who bet on TurboGrafx 16 lost. I mean, because the games weren't spectacular on that system.
1: No, there were some gems that actually didn't make it to either console. Mind you, like the original R-Type is on TurboGrafx-16. And it wasn't released in the U.S. on the Genesis or the Super NES. Super NES actually had the sequel Super R-Type, but not the original. Anyway, so, yeah. I actually know a little bit more about that. NEC was the company that had originally distributed it. And it was actually made by Hudson Soft. Which is now which they shut down years ago and Konami actually got the rights to their entire back catalog, including the titles on the TurboGrafx sixteen, and they're actually the ones that released it. And I've actually looked up on Google in the shopping tab to see how much they go for. Yeah, since it's all on the used market, they start at three hundred bucks. I'm because they're so damn rare. Not not the original, but the mini ones like they had. At at Electric Starship. And I played this really one weird game for it. It was called... I remember seeing it on the shelves as a kid. It was called JJ and Jeff. And it was just this really bizarre platform game. Where it starts out... They take a call from their office. They're detectives, I guess. And they said, JJ and Jeff, detective agency. Oh, you mean... Oh, what do you mean? An extremely rich man has been kidnapped. We're on the case. And then it just shows... You pick one of the two characters. And you just really awkwardly walked through these side-scrolling levels where the only moves you have is a front kick and a jump and i think they likely just palette swapped the characters from two japanese people that likely worked at hudson soft and changed them with generic um um american looking two dudes so their heads are like all giant inflated like sd style (laughs) It was just it didn't make any damn sense, and I thought to myself, okay, yeah, this game does feel very oddly Japanese. <laughs>
3: they just something else. Um, it was like the Ninja Princess or something like that. And I when it released in the United States. They didn't think the Ninja Princess would go over very well, so they they instituted a a, a male, and it ended up being a, a sequel to another popular game, and I can't remember what it was called.
1: On the Turbo Graphics. Hmm.
3: No, it was just an uh, arcade in general.
1: Oh, okay.
3: No, or, or Genesis or something. I have to look that up. Okay, and the story behind it was actually pretty interesting. Hmm. I could remember
1: it. Oh, I'm green. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know if you can see it on your end, but your your video image is green, and it's, it seems to be frozen. If you're moving, I have no way way of telling. I just see pixels moving. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> so after we after we left. Okay, now you're gone. After we left uh, Electric Starship Arcade. Okay, now I can kind of see you. (laughs) I can see you blinking. (laughs) (laughs) This is funny. (laughs) should make this your new damn Facebook picture or something.
2: He looks like he's wearing like a, uh, let's see, a space outfit or even an underwater outfit.
1: Actually, you know what he looks like? It looks like he's behind a solid blue wall and he just punched a hole through it. (laughs) Yeah, he punched his head through it.
2: Hey, guys, I'm here.
1: Uh yeah, try moving, le- like, swing left to right. See if that clears any of the pixels, Thunder K. Oh, uh, did! look at that. <laughs> now he's back. He he's looks back like- in blue, but he's back.
2: It looked like his brain was protruding from his head for a second.
1: <laughs> That's funny as shit, man. <laughs> uh, so, as I was saying, another thing that I did on Friday and Saturday is that the premiere of the highly anticipated Ending Saga to Masters of the Universe had premiered on Netflix. Masters of the Universe Revelations. I don't suppose you watched any of this. Did you, Thunder King?
3: No, I have not. I, I'm okay. waiting for Alex to be back in town. It's one of those things.
1: Okay. I don't know how deeply invested you were in the original series.
3: I wasn't allowed to watch it. Oh,
1: that's enough. right. Because it dealt with ooh magic so bad. Mm. It
3: was because he had the power.
0: You're
1: not allowed to watch that. Well,
3: <laughs> then I watched it anyway. I just had to wait to go to Dad's house.
1: <laughs> yeah, that show was my favorite until I was about nine. Whenever Ninja Turtles came out, and then they quickly replaced Masters of the Universe. I still have a lot of my toys too. So I will say this about the show: just as a, I'm not going to spoil anything because a lot happens in a very limited number of episodes. So this actually continues where the official, where the official seri- original filmation series left off. And I think which they only made two actual seasons and they just had them on repeat forever, maybe three. So it's it's the same characters, a little bit of a different design, and the animation's incredible. In fact, I think it's the same animation studio that did the Castlevania series because it looks really similar. But okay. you have. Abs- Hmm?
3: I'll have to check it out. I'm an absolute big fan of He-Man.
1: No, yeah, yeah. And I'll just give some of the cast, to the voice cast. Hmm, I can't remember the name of the guy that does Adam slash Prince. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Prince Adam slash He-Man. Uh, but you have Sarah Michelle Geller doing Tila. You have Mark Hamill as the voice of Skeletor. You have Jason Mewes, the, the voice of Skunkor. Then... Lena Headey from Game of Thrones vo- as Evil Inn.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, and uh, Stephen Root from Office Space Mutant. You know, that's my Stephen And from News Radio and King of the Hill. He does the voice of Cringer. Cool. Yeah. Now I can't remember who voiced Orko off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, and then another Irish actor from, also from Game of Thrones played uh, Duncan, Man at Arms. And I think those are all the major voices that I've recognize i mean oh yeah and justin long played roboto yeah he has a small part in that anyway i felt like it was done pretty well writing wise also considering that kevin smith also uh was a showrunner and directed it and uh, anything most stuff that he does is is great anyway and he was a big fan of the toys in the series just like many of the cast members were so, I'll just leave it at that. Um I think it's not get, it's not going to take you too long to get through with Thunder K. I think you can finish the entire the entire uh season within about 3 hours or so. So, we split it I split it up watching it from uh, night from between Friday and Saturday night. Could so. it be
2: Griffin Newman?
1: Yeah, Griffin Newman. That's who voices Orko. Yeah.
2: And
1: Mhm. Uh, yeah, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why we're channeling that person all of a sudden. <laughs> anyway, definitely worth seeing. Now, another thing I watched on Netflix this weekend was a movie I actually watched last night that I think also just premiered or premiered within the last couple of weeks. It's The Mitchells vs. The Machines. <laughs> and this movie is made by Sony Pictures. Mm-hmm. And they take no liberties with their amount of their own product placement throughout the movie. And it's very self aware.
2: Silverware?
1: Self aware. Not silverware. Yeah, very self aware. <laughs> nice foreshot there. So the movie is pretty cute. It's about, it's about a dysfunctional family, and the daughter, who's off to college, actually is the central character. And in between. Yeah, in between her family driving her cross-country to drop her off at college, some kind of uh, machine revolt goes on, and things just spiral out of control from there. (laughs) But the movie itself does have a a pretty good message, and they throw in a lot of self-awareness and a lot of memes, too, throughout the movie that are synonymous with stuff that a lot of people would recognize. And to me, I just thought the, (laughs) the movie, in a way, is a giant advertisement for the PlayStation 5, because if you look closely... At the tech gi- the generic tech giant company, that's also a center, f- focal center point of the movie. Their corporate headquarters looks like the the body of a PlayStation Five. Wow. Yeah, like I said, they're not subtle about the product placement at all. Gotcha. <laughs> Even though most of the world still can't get their hands on one, on the retail market, that is, maybe next year. Oh well. <laughs> So that's what I—that's really what I had going on this this week and the the last weekend. So Thunder K, what you what you up to other than three three D printing as you've shown in the video feed?
3: Well, I wanted to talk about that this week because okay. I'm kind of I'm kind of I think I have enough content to talk about what because I know Dustin asked a couple of weeks ago about it, and I was a little tipsy. So <laughs> more we all, I was, except I don't him. think I was capable of answering that question at the time. But I, um, I've gone through a lot with me and my my printer over there, and um, I think I have a, a pretty pretty good understanding of what a good entry level 3D printer should be. And I've dealt with my printers. I have three. I have two. Well, I have three printers, two at work and one here. Uh, one of them is an Ender 3, and the other two are Ender 3 version 2s or B2s. And um, and then I've dealt with Shelly's, which is a, a BQB1. And I, I, I would like to talk about some of the things I've liked and didn't like about all the printers I've listed and uh, kind of give you an idea of what type of printer you should be looking for
2: that's a good idea yeah
3: um well the thing is there's in what you need to really understand when it comes to these 3d printers they're all basically the same every single one of them you have and when it comes to filament printers you have you know the the hot end or the the screen thing right here that i'm pointing at that's the hot end you'll have what's called an extruder which is the extruder is where the filament goes and gets pushed into the the hot end then you have a heating bed that holds the kind of makes the print stick a little better and then you have basically uh an x y and z axis you know your basic math and then you know you basically have a motherboard that controls it all and then a display that is kind of a separate motherboard and they all, uh, for the most part, at the entry level, run off of an operating system called Marlin. Yep. And with the three printers I have, and the printer that Sushi has, they're all running off of Marlin. And Marlin for the Mythics? Just kidding. That's an inside joke.
2: <laughs> like you triggered them, and, him and uh, you didn't even try.
3: Yeah, no, I get it. Uh-huh. I get mine. <laughs> um. So, what I found, um, just kind of. I'm going to switch over to my uh, my printer cam there. Your remote view. Is that all these parts that I mentioned, the extruder, the head, they're all the same across all platforms. Now, they may have different pieces to it. Like, some of the things I like about Sushi's printer is that it has a built-in LED in the head. Um, I do like the way that it kind of doesn't look... Uh, it, it looks like it was Professionally built However Some of the things I don't like About Sushi's is that Her Her printer is Going to be kind of hard to upgrade And that, in that uh, For instance when it comes to mine All the wires just come out of the back And I can put wires into it Hers and I also kind of like this feature Hers has the Plugs that just plug into the back of her printers and then they plug into the you know all the different mechanics on on the the gantry mine doesn't have any of that mine just spaghetti wires everywhere i don't like that about mine but i like that about hers but it's also going to be a problem with with hers and upgrading for instance her hot end and i wish i had a picture of it it's basically a usb c cable that plugs into the top which kind of limits her as to upgrades in the future. She has to go to her printer manufacturer to get them. But since my printer is kind of open source, like all the other printers out there, I could mix and match different um, different prints, uh, printer parts to make mine. Like the stepper motors that run the, the gantry up and down and back and forth, all the same. Even I can switch mine out with sushis. Um, and so... The things that, for instance, mine, I have up, I've heavily upgraded mine. Mine doesn't look hardly anything like it did when I originally bought it. I've I replaced the hot ends. I've i have moved the extruder into the head. I changed out the motherboard. I basically have the same motherboard Sushi's uh, printer does. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And I was able to, to interchange all these parts relatively cheaply. Uh, like, I just bought some... Uh, I, I bought uh, the Z axis uh, upgrade on there for like 20 bucks. It wasn't very expensive.
2: And I just met uh, just a, a note to the side mine was uh, probably about $100 more than Thunder K's.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I think a lot of her extra cost and hers is we have the same size print bed. So that's not it. Hers can print a little taller, but that's not a huge deal because. All I have to do is make my gantry taller, and I can print as tall as her. But the thing that hers sets hers a little bit apart is, if you look at the build quality of hers, it's it looks it looks nice. And but I, well, one of the things I don't like, and I wish I had some better pictures, is the gantry itself is built into these these posts that you're uh, you're able to bolt things to because. It's kind of like a, an engineering design where you can you know, bolt your display onto the side or whatever. Hers doesn't have that, which isn't a huge deal, except like one of the biggest problems. Um, like when I go back over here, you see this uh, this film that's on the top.
1: Yeah, I see it.
3: Yeah. For me, it makes sense because my extruder is right on the top of the head. But on hers, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it has to droop down and go into the extruder this way, like a big loop
2: yeah it's on the it's on the back of the machine, and it's not on the head it's like beside the head
3: okay so one of the things you can do if if you have this post right here is mount the extruder going this way and it would stop the the gantry from swinging back and forth every time it pulls the filament filament but she doesn't have one of these posts on the side of hers, so she can't do that and that that it's not a huge deal. she can just mount it on the side somewhere or whatever but Okay. It's I just like the, uh, the modularity of this printer instead. If you want a good if you're if you're technically inclined and you want a good play around with it, figure out how it works printer, I would go with the Ender 3. If you want something a little more polished, you know, follow the instructions when you put it together, but Yeah. You know, the the BQ is actually pretty decent. And as far as you know, which printer to pick? They're running Marlin. They're all the same.
2: Yeah. And uh, the only reason I picked BQ is because I looked at a ton of the reviews on Amazon. And BQ had the most stars and the most positive reviews. And I look at the positive and the negative reviews to see how hard it's going to be for me to work with it. And BQ seemed to work with my technical skills better than the other ones did. So that's why I stuck with that one.
3: So, and I like to tinker, and so what I've done is just completely upgraded this thing. You know, you would think I spent a large sum of money on this. I really haven't, and I still have some more stuff that I want to uh, upgrade on. Now, one of the things that Sushi's printer has a downside is, like, upgradability is a little harder. Uh, I don't know exactly what parts are available for hers, but I have the, the, the logic board in mind. I can add a second spool and and extrude two different colors of plastic at the same time.
2: Yeah, I think mine has the ability to do that too, but I didn't buy that part.
3: But so. what I'm saying is, if you have that ability, it's going to be extremely hard to upgrade to it because yeah. you have predefined ports on the back of your printer. Right. And you don't have a second extruder port on the back. Yeah. So that's going to be a little tougher considering the way they did it. They did it so you wouldn't crack it open and look on the inside.
2: But I think that they have an extruder. I'm not saying that
3: you can't do it. I'm just saying it's going to be a a lot harder to modify that printer than it would be this one, which was kind of designed to, you know, fart around with and tinker. You know, I can just flip it over, take the the, the base plate off, and put whatever wiring I want in there. Whereas yours, you're going to have to crack it open and... You know, maybe drill a hole or two to get the wires out or something. Which isn't a huge deal. I'm just letting you know. That's, you know, that's just a downside.
2: I think that... um, I think what it is is that... and, And maybe I'm wrong. And maybe I read it wrong and I'll have to read it again. I think that Bicu has a double extruder... Um, it it, it dual seems... gear sh-
3: extruder. I haven't seen a double extruder. They don't make double extruders. Well... You can have two separate extruders.
2: No, I mean, I... Th-
3: now, they, they do kind of say dual, dual gear extruders, which kind of makes you think they're dual extruders, but I
2: don't know. they're just, just
3: one extruder per line, so... It says two... No,
2: subs- no, it says Big Tree Tech, two-in-one, out-hot-end. Extruder kit. That's two. a direct
3: in line extruder. That's not two lines in...
2: It
3: says two in one. Oh, you're talking about the hot end. You're not talking about an extruder.
2: No? Hold on. Oh, that's... Okay. Hold on. There's another one. I read it earlier. I can't find it now. I'll I'll show it to you later.
3: Yeah, you could change the hot end out all day long, but you're going to need a second extruder, and they don't make dual, double extruders. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, and that's fine. I mean, add another extruder at 10. It doesn't really matter, as long as the hot end can handle it, but... um. The other thing I don't like about this printer, the one that I got, the V2, the logic board stinks. It's awful. The The firmware is terrible. They don't keep up with it. I had to compile my own. And when I did, it's I always had problems with it, especially, especially when it came to the first layer of the print. And that's really the crucial, most crucial part of this whole print process is the first layer. If it doesn't stick, if it doesn't lay down correctly, the rest of the print's gonna be garbage. And I have a box full of garbage prints to prove it. And the problem was the board, because it was it's like I would level the bed, I would start to print, and it would the the head was never in the same place twice. I don't know how to explain it, but like when you go in and you, and you use this, see this little light right here? It's called a BL touch. And basically it probes the bed to see if the bed's level. And when you have that in there, you have to set what they call a Z offset. And when you set that Z offset, it should be the same every time because the printer doesn't jump around. It doesn't, you know, it it the it only it can only go up and down. And so I would put in a number, and it would work. It'd be perfect. And then the next time I that same number wouldn't work anymore, even after I homed it and all that stuff. But since I switched over to this new board, first layer prints perfect every time. Every time, I've printed out a bunch of crap. In fact, I put together a little, uh, a little a time lapse of the four different prints I've done in the past two days. Oh, have you? Yep.
2: Hey, I just sent you a picture. And see, it, there's... the second extruder on mine mounts on the very top bar.
3: Yeah. If so you don't it, have a double extruder, you have two extruders. That's that's all I was saying. Okay. Yeah, okay. but
2: but it mounts to the top bar and then the wire uh that pushes it out to the heat bed, it goes mm-hmm. through the top.
3: Yeah. And I the, I didn't look at your printers to see what all it came with it. I just know what ports are on the back.
2: Yeah. So the cool thing cool. the cool thing about it though is upgrades are not expensive for these 3D printers. Like for no, me to get a no, whole no. other um upgrade kit for this. It's only 50 bucks, like 43.55. So it's not very much yeah. money.
3: No, no. And it's not like it's a you know It's not like you have to keep buying it. There's there is a stop. You can only do so much with these printers. Yeah. And um if anything um uh, the what you get in the base pack, you can start printing that day. You don't have to upgrade anything. I'm just chasing that perfect print. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've been making the... Plus, I like to tinker. That's It's a hobby. I like to, I like to see how things work and make things better.
2: He's always been like that. Like, when he yeah. was younger, he would take apart his transformers. And I'd be like, God dang, all your transformers are broken. But it's because he unscrewed all the screws.
1: <laughs> now, what are uh, these objects that are Daniel- on the time-lapse video?
3: Yeah, I- so the the top... Uh, Left corner is actually a uh, is actually a a bracket for the printer itself. It holds the display, and uh, then the one below it are these little hexagon. I I have some here. Uh, They're from my wife's classroom. Okay, they look Uh,
1: like pyramids.
3: They're they're actually not pyramids. They're they're just little. Uh, I forget what she calls them—succulent uh, plant holder type things. Oh, she wants to put them on the wall and put paper clips and stuff in that in her classrooms. Oh, and... okay. So I, uh, I'm showing them to a camera that's not showing you anything. So I just want to show you. Oh, so there this it is. is this is basically what it is, and you know they they printed really well for uh, for what they're worth. I that's like the cool. coloring. I have some other ones too, but uh I already gave them to her, but yeah, I pointed those uh, the uh the other Let's see what else was there In the oh, bottom, yeah, the this, bottom right the these the top the top two the one on the left and the one on the right were all the, for the same um for the same thing I don't know if you could see it, but see that little screen right there, yeah, I do. That little that little green part around it, that's what I printed, and it, the other parts are the brackets that print to the that bolt to the the frame. And this is a, this little boat is actually kind of neat. Um, it was designed to be kind of a a stress test for the printer, and it's called uh, the the 3D. Oh, what is it called? I gave mine to my granddaughter. But anyway, it's a bench test for your printer. And there's a website dedicated to this little boat. Is there? And yeah. And you basically, when you print the boat out, if there's anything, if you see anything that's not perfect about the boat, like maybe something's a little off, you can go to that website and it'll tell you what settings to, to choose to fix whatever the problem with that print is. So, it's it's really kind of a benchmark uh, com- uh, calibration test for your printer.
1: Oh, that's cool. Speaking of boats, Sushi actually has one to share with you that she printed on hers. Hold it up, baby. <laughs> Once you get Sorry.
2: your
3: pink he- headphones. Okay. Do you see it? Uh, hold on. Cause, uh, now, this thing, s- when
2: I found it on... I went to Thingiverse, and I found the print on Thingiverse, Thingiverse. and it was... <laughs> humongous on thingiverse right and i was like this thing ain't gonna let me print it every time i tried to slice it it wouldn't let me slice it so i had to lower it down to the curtain, you know so it would fit on the bed
3: let me see it i can't see it through uh
2: oh you see it here
3: oh it's a battleship yeah yeah you sang my battleship
2: so anyway, I I did that. Look at all the details on the top. Yeah, like it really went into huge detail. Like huge guns on the back, guns on the front. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. Is. So I, it did have a little bit of a fudge up right here on the end. You can see like nothing's ever perfect.
3: I have a near perfect at at that I printed out. I showed. Ooh. Yeah, you
1: showed us a couple weeks ago. Yeah.
3: The cool thing about it is when you print it out all the joints already work. I don't have to put anything to, I had to glue the legs to the hips, but that was it. Everything else like the knees bent, the the part that didn't glue to the hips bent and the head moves and all that stuff. And it was a free free print that you can get off of a website.
2: I have to tell you this is hilarious. So huh?
3: Before you do though, how long did that battleship take to print?
2: This only took uh this took about three hours. Oh, uh, that's all? Yeah, this okay. took about and I think it was less than three hours to be honest.
3: So how many ships are you gonna print out before you start playing with them in the bathtub?
2: <laughs> uh none. But I will tell you this, I was dad asked me for a tugboat, right? Or not a tugboat, but like a what do you call it? A paddle one of those
1: what like, a kayak or something?
2: No, the one with the like the queen that we rode river on. the oh, paddle river boat. Yeah, paddle boat. Yeah, river boat. Paddle yeah. boat. Yeah. So um, I went and I looked at Thingiverse and I found one and I thought, okay, I don't want to make it this small again because this is teeny tiny, really, and in, in the grand scheme of boats, right? So <laughs> I made it like uh, I want to say I made it like seven inches tall. <laughs>
1: Seven inches. Ask me tall. how many
2: days. Ask me how many days it was gonna print.
1: How many days?
2: Four. Four <laughs> days
1: straight. Oh shit!
2: I don't think I'd want to work one for four days. And plus, I think I would have run out of um, filament. Filament. Yeah.
1: That's funny.
3: What? A- yeah. These these things can get a little frustrating too because uh, I was chasing a problem with that printer. I changed the head out, and every time. It would um every time it would go to extrude, it would stop printing. Like the the plastic would start squeezing out. And come to find out I got a bad print head. Oh. I had to put the old one back on and it's been printing perfect ever since, so I ain't touching it. Yeah. <coughs> hmm. You were I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Sue. You were uh
2: Oh no, that that was it. That was it.
3: Oh, that was the story of the steamboat? Okay.
2: Yeah. It just It was four days I was like Holy crap Four days No way yeah,
3: this, That's the one thing They don't tell you When you do this 3D printing Everybody kind of expects it To be done Like a printer On your house You know A print piece of paper But no they there's hour long prints I mean The one that's on there now Is an eight hour print And it's I don't know If y'all can tell What it is But it's yeah, I was about to ask you It's a basically a, a, a pencil holder that's That looks like books
2: Oh that's cute yeah. That's
1: interesting Is all also for your wife's Classroom
3: yeah. Yeah. It gives me ton of stuff to play with on my printer, but, um, I don't know if you could tell, but it, I put it up now and there's, you can see the books and it's basically hollow on the inside.
1: Yeah. I see the it, hole.
3: It, it gives me, um, <laughs> it gives me more experience printing stuff. So,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I don't, uh,
3: you know, I don't want to just print out a bunch of toys and, uh, I want to start doing art projects with it, you know.
1: Yeah, why not? My friend Adam, who is one half of the old guys in the garage, who does the weekly video game stream, he has a 3D 3D printer as well. And the one one time I was on their show about a year ago, he was printing off a, I think, 10-inch tall uh, figurine of Ahsoka Tano. Ah. Yeah, And he was, most of her body was done and it was actually d- d- printing off the lightsaber part of it. I don't know. He, he actually said it was his second or third attempt on doing it. I don't know if it ever finished.
2: I'll tell you, that's another thing with 3D printers that he really hasn't touched base on. It's the loss. Like, you're in the middle of a print, it looks really great, and then all of a sudden... Something shitty happens and your whole entire print is lost. Oh. That's also including the supplies that you're using. Yeah. yeah so that's,
3: that's the thing they really don't tell you either. The worst problem with with these 3D printers is bad adhesion, and so you really need to read the box that the of the filament you buy because it's all different, especially silk stuff like Shelley did with that boat and mm-hmm. regular filament it all It all has different properties, so it'll be like sixty five degree bed temp and 220 head or something like that. Shelley knows all about moving head so. <laughs> what <the> <laughs> <cow>? <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway yeah.
3: so uh did
1: that count as a trigger was or, was a or was that just a jab?
2: That was a jab okay so the w- or one was
1: it a jab. job <laughs> I triggered myself:
2: That's not a trigger <laughs> that's just your point stupid jokes. Anyway. It's you
1: two that are in a competition. I'm just the <gasps> subject. Alright, go on.
3: One of the first things I would do is buy this PE, PEI uh, uh, bed cover. It's magnetic. It's way better than glass. It's way better than... I've heard a lot of people say glass is the way to go. My B2 came with glass. It was perfect for about... 15 20 prints and then you couldn't get nothing to stick to it without a glue stick
2: and i got the me- i already mine came with the metal
3: well it's it's but it, P- it, I, it, it's mine yeah it, it, and, it, and so i would i would get pei and keep it clean keep it super clean degrease it
2: yeah but even still like i super cleaned alcohol cleaned mine up real good
3: Yours and, had a rough start, though. Didn't it have plastic melted to it?
2: Yeah, but I got it all off. I got all of it off, and it I still had it. trouble until yeah, I, I started that. using by, glue by sticks. By scraping
3: the, scraping the layer off the top of it, pretty much. You okay. had to scrub it.
2: No, I didn't and have the to scrub plastic, it.
3: Pri- the plastic took the PEI layer off the top of it.
2: Well, anyway, I use glue sticks, and it works just fine with glue sticks.
3: Yeah, you bought a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Like a 12-pack. glue stick one on this thing Ever. Uh, and since i changed out from the glass bed I had to use glue sticks on the glass bed And just so you know, glass beds When you put glue sticks on them You have to take a hammer to get the thing off There ain't no way to get it off You, you can ask my son, Alex so We we tried everything We took it to the sink We ran cold water on it, hot water on it We let it sit for a while And then finally I was like, I'm just going to try a hammer Even if it breaks the print I've got to get it off the bed somehow
1: Is that what happened?
3: uh No, the bed's still good. I just I had to get it off, and I finally did. And I printed something else. I had the same problem. I was like, I can't keep going like this because you know the thing that's nice about these is you can bend them and they pop up. But the glass you can't bend. Obviously, it's rigid. So anyway, that's all I'm going to talk about three printers. I just I've I've spent the week tinkering and tuning this thing, and I've gotten some pretty pretty good prints off of it.
1: Yeah, all cool stuff, man. <laughs> Aside from your ventures in 3D printing, have you delved into any new shows or played any new games? Done any more I, no, no Man's Sky?
3: I, I've watched a lot of shows, but I'd kind of rather wait for Alex to get back because, you know, it's...
2: They're uh, thing they do together.
3: It's something we do together. And yeah. I'm still playing No Man's Sky. I'm I'm addicted to that game. It's, uh... It's like most of the things that you love about space games... Um in one in one game going from planet to planet crashing economies making lots of money building bases exploring there's just you could spend every day for the rest of your life exploring and i doubt you'll hit every planet and everything's different on every planet it's not just the same biome everywhere there's lava planets there's there's just rocky planets there's lush planets there's uh Acid planets It's just hazardous acid everywhere And it Poison venomous planets Just all different types And every one of them has creatures That are completely different from each other And then you have sentinels That attack you Because you're harvesting on one of their planets And then you have pirates that attack you And you can own a frigate and a In a capital ship And send them off on you know, missions, and they'll come back with rare items for you or something. And the game is just, it, it's, it's got more releases coming out this year for different things, and they had an event that you had to join up with a random person on the universe and go do a, a mission on. The only downside is is I just don't think that game is very fun multiplayer. Because me and Alex both play the same Game and there's just no way to keep up with um, the storyline. Playing multiplayer, it's, it's it'd be pretty boring. And you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun by yourself. And
2: yeah, he likes playing as, with himself.
3: Yeah, that was she Does too, too easy. Her. Nope. <laughs> um. So. If you, ever, if you haven't tried it out, No Man's Sky, it's kind of it's decently priced. I think it would play well on just about any computer. You may have to turn the settings way down. If you have a VR headset, it's actually pretty fun to play in VR as well. Um, it is multiplayer. You know, Building bases together could be fun. I haven't done it yet because I'm still not quite there haven't unlocked all the pieces and parts Um, other than that I went back and I started playing Shining Force for Sega Genesis oh the original? yeah the original on my iPad Hmm. that's the only other game I've been playing but I beat that game a long time ago and I wanted to play Shining Force two, but I don't remember the storyline, so I wanted to you know, play through it again and get the storyline.
1: Yeah, I don't think the two are interconnected. I actually played Shining Force two a lot more than I did one. The only thing I hate about Shining Force two is that the battles take so fucking long.
3: Well, Shining Force One's not no picnic and it's very arduous. I forgot all the buttons you had to press to get stuff, you know. Like, if you wanted to use an item, you have to click on item, and you have to click on use, and you have to click on the person, and you have to click on the item. And it, it, to buy stuff, there's not a group inventory. You have to put stuff in everybody's individual inventory. I forgot about that. You have <laughs> to go to the shop, and then Ken already has three items. You have to give this person those items, and then go back and get Ken the items he needs. And
2: <sighs> Is it a chore?
3: It is a chore to play that game. yeah <laughs> It is a big chore.
2: Well, I've been playing but, uh, Genshin.
3: Yeah, Genshin
1: Impact. They
2: just uh they just released um a new portion of the system called Inazuma.
1: Inazuma, which is which actually representing feudal of Japan. Feudal Japan, yes. Yeah. Not modern Japan, but feudal Japan.
2: Yeah, and I was like, what is going on? I I I thought it was gonna be modern Japan. So, when I went to the island, it was closed off. You have to go through three different commissions in order to even be able to go on the the lands and look around and venture out. And another thing is, is that you can't just get a permit. Some people are stuck in the beginning town for the rest of their lives trying to get out into the other part. And luckily, you know, the storyline pushes it so that you can go and look around the different cities and places and do the different quests. Yeah. Total quest-based game. Just FYI. There's no reason to do anything but quests in this game.
1: There's no reason to do any I mean, but quests? Uh,
2: but quests?
3: <laughs> wow. It's kind of the multiplayer and that kind of reminds me a lot of No Man's Sky. It's kind of, you know, you really can't do a whole lot of
2: no they've really closed it off you can play with each other but there's not much for the person that like you can get in someone's game and play with them but the person that gets in is really just there to help because there's they don't get any prizes normally
1: oh or any experience
2: they get some experience if they're on the same level if they're not then they're there just to help so if their world level is the same they're good
3: okay so Shelly, I think, or Sushi, I think <laughs> that, uh, I think the stream deck, steam deck would be perfect for you.
2: Oh yeah. Why do you think that? Cause of Genshin?
3: Genshin and, uh, you can just lay on your ass anywhere you want to and play. Oh yeah.
1: You're talking about their new portable instance, yeah. aren't the you? That,
3: the switch, the switch style steam deck. Yes.
1: Yet? That was just announced. What a week or two ago.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That thing is awesome. There was a dude I, don't, I can't remember his name. I think his name is Prime Something on YouTube. He did a um, he, he basically built a Steam Deck type computer with comparable specifications, just so people could see what it's like. And I gotta say, I mean, if it's anything like he's talking about, you could he was playing Genshin Impact on it.
2: You know, it reminds me of the um, oh God, dang it. I can't think of words today. I've lost my words. What's that? Thing? What's that thing you guys have?
3: <laughs>
2: One that Ainsley and Markham shares and Kenneth has too. Nintendo
3: Switch. Nintendo, yeah, t- yeah. Oh, the Switch.
2: Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of the Switch. So I
3: said it's a Switch-like device. So yeah. you can walk up and put it on your TV and play Genshin Impact on your TV. And then if you don't want to do that, you can go to your bed and just take your little Steam Deck into the bed and play Genshin Impact in bed, just like we do with the switches. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The only thing
1: I don't like about the Switch is the damn button configuration. That gets me all the fucking time every time I play it.
3: I don't like the cons holding the console in my hand because it's just too wide and I don't feel it doesn't feel good. But if I get the Pro controller and I you know prop the screen up and play with the Pro controller, it's a hell of a lot better. Hell of a lot better.
2: The only thing I have to say about the Genshin thing is that. Was it Genshin? No, it wasn't Genshin. Um, you know that game we were playing where we were building... Um...
3: Space Engineers?
2: No, it was the... We were in the middle of forest. Valheim? Yeah, Valheim. Valheim would be really bad to play on this because you would constantly have to download the files. So once you played on this, then when you go to your big computer and try to play it on there, you'd have to download Uh-oh. the files they... from that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that would be bad unless you... I don't know, figure out a way around it. Unless, you know, I don't know how the Steam Deck's going to work exactly. Uh, I don't know if the games will be local or if they'll have AirPlay type uh, capability in them. Because I haven't, I don't, it only came out a couple weeks ago. I don't really know much about it. But um, if it's both, if it's local, and then you can play games off of your computer anywhere in the house with just streaming across your computer. Ooh,
2: that'd be okay.
3: That would be pretty awesome. Then you can just stream it to your TV or whatever. Yeah, that's a, that would be a cool feature. Yeah, that they already kind of have that with the uh, the Steam boxes that they had for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good they were, but
2: we have them. We have the Steam box. We have the
1: Steam Link.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, the Steam Link.
3: Yeah. But I wouldn't mind, you know, that because you could do all kinds of emulation with it too. You could. There's all kinds of emulators, and you you can just that could be your your main console. There's, there's even a uh, there's even a I don't know how I don't know if this is even legal if it's not it probably isn't legal but you can even play your switch games on it through an emulator hmm cool.
1: so yeah all all very interesting stuff.
3: I think so. I think, I, I think the stream deck's gonna, Steam Deck is going to... Steam Deck. on want Stream Deck because we have a Stream Deck.
1: Yeah, Stream Deck is what I'm using to switch back and forth between everybody like this. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm.
3: So the the Steam Deck, I think, is going to be a pretty... You know, because there's really no entry-level PCs that, that are in the market right now. Like They're all pretty expensive if you want a gaming PC, right? Oh, yeah. If this comes in at Switch-like prices... You know, this could be a game changer for the people who do PC. I mean, this could be pretty damaging to the consoles.
1: Yeah, but it makes me wonder if they even have streaming cap- capability for like doing YouTube
3: or Twitch streams. On the Steam Deck? I'm sure it does. Yeah. I'm sure it even has browser. You can install Windows on it.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I know somebody claimed that there isn't a game that that uh, Steam Deck can't handle. They haven't found a game they can't handle. So I think so many people so many people are trying to break it to see how what, what it takes to break it, yeah, because you know that's what they always do in the beginning.
1: Oh Well, yeah, to see what they're what they're capable of, yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, people are always going to want to switch to a bigger screen or something like that because you can't just stare at that little screen all the time. I have a hard time with the switch because the screen's so small.
1: yeah, that's why I've never been much for portable systems. I never really have been
3: I'd rather but play it know, on a full st- into a bigger I mean, I could plug that thing into a monitor and play it all day long.
2: One thing that the uh, Steam Deck does is it limits the frames per second so that it can extend the battery life. Oh, okay.
1: If you're playing via battery?
2: Yeah, and 30 frames per second is the very minimum any game that that Steam handles can play. So it will bottom out at 30 frames per second.
1: Yeah. That's one thing that does make a difference in some games because we actually have the new well the 2016 doom for both switch and for my xbox one i will much rather play it on the xbox one because it runs a full 60 fps and then
3: probably 4k
1: uh i think it's 4k optional but i i don't have any 4k
3: d- display devices well the switch won't run 4k is my point
1: oh okay but the the switch version of doom only runs 30 fps and man it just after playing doom in 60 fps, it's just not the same. It's not as fun. It's
3: not as crisp. Yeah.
2: Another thing I just read about the Steam Deck is that it lets you swap out the SSD. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
3: It's just a Windows box with. Yeah. I know the hardware that's in it. It's basically an AMD Ryzen, you know, with some with some really fast RAM in it.
2: Yeah. That's
3: all it is. I mean, it's they already have. I don't know if you've seen them, but the the PCBs the that they've got Raspberry Pi like boards that are made out of AMD they're really really tiny and they're just, they're just smaller and things that just boggle my mind I don't know if you've heard of the M1 chip that came out from Apple
1: yeah I remember seeing that announced at the Apple conference I think last yeah. year
3: my Mac mini has that M1 chip in it it is so stupid fast and it's it's a risk engine they're, they're not using intel chips anymore and i think what you're going to see is more companies jumping on this bandwagon because it's cheap it's low power it um it, it's fast and all the you know all the things that used to slow down architecture and processors like you know uh needing more speed to to do all the um uh, what do they call the blanking?
1: The processing or what?
3: Well, the, the architecture inside the chip, there's a name for it. Um, where they, they do all the, basically the...
1: Like the information busing or?
3: Well, no, there's, it, it's it's not coming to me. But the instructions that, that handle the instructions on the, the processor, that there's a name for it. The, the RISC doesn't have that all that built into the processor like, the mmx stuff on the on the pentium or intel chips do okay the the risk in the risk processors have all that architecture the instruction sets built into software that's like an, an ssd or something like that and those ssd ssds have gotten so fast that the instruction set doesn't necessarily need to be in the the, the processor anymore to make the steps faster and just build it right into code, and the code can interp- interpolate the, the instructions into the. Sorry, the did
2: you say interpolate?
3: I heard interpolate too. What? A-
2: interpolate? What the hell is that? I want to look this up.
1: <laughs> I can look something up. Oh, it's
2: a word. It really is a word. Hold on. Oh, shocked. Yep. She It says, insert something of different nature into something else. So is that like a penis in a vagina? When you're having I sex, are you interpolating?
3: You associate's degrees have got to be through your head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so when you're having Dude. sex, you're interpolating? We were interpolating.
1: I, I took my A-plus certification back in 2008. I don't remember all the shit about processing that I had to study.
2: Yep it's a new word for sex i just did it everyone all right interpolation that should be your new song
1: interpolation
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. he's thinking look at that no i'm just look thinking about did, how i could incorporate Thunder it. because i already did. have
1: a song about sexual was, innuendo it's
3: a new word that y'all didn't know i'm sorry I'll, <laughs> i'm dumbing down from now on
2: yeah no, I, <laughs>
1: and i wasn't tr- i haven't been triggered by much either
2: that was awesome. No, I'm glad I learned a new word today.
3: I'm glad to did the too. They were just ready to make fun of me.
2: No, I was like, did you, you say interpreter was
3: this for a minute there I was like, is that, a, was that that is a word right? Is that a word? <laughs> my brain was going, I know it's a word. I've used it all the time God, this is idiot. what happens she comes back and says, and then I have to go to my boss, Chuck and go, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. I used a word that didn't exist.
2: Wow, uh, you went huh? you went like super emotional on that. I just wanted to know what the hell you said.
3: You wanted to make fun of me because you didn't think it was a real word.
2: No, I'd never heard that word before. I looked it up immediately. Okay, all right. I'm excited.
3: That's uh, just how my brain works. I'm excited too.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right. So, with that being said, are we ready for some sushi new News. Oh
0: uh, yeah. Who's waiting. Sorry, for I, the music
3: I mean, live from the castle at Fujiwa in the dungeon yes sushi uh, news your source for news that is not news but who knows? it might be news who knows I don't know either fuck him go
2: John Wood and his wife were completely baffled when they looked up from their anniversary dinner to see a party of naturists waving at them from the nude cruise.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's funnier thus far—just <laughs> the, la- the fact that the last name is Wood, and they probably saw some running by them too well, I mean, that yeah, had some wood. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know if they—I don't know. I, mean, I would be And a Concerned colony. about do you that think too. People walk around with hard-ons.
1: Uh, I'm sure they do. Whatever. It's only natural.
2: I don't know about that. Um, a couple have revealed how they got the shock of their lives when their romantic anniversary meal was gay crashed by a boat of, boatload of nudists. John Wood and his wife had been enjoying a meal at the River X Cafe on the X Estuary in Devon, Devon when they looked out the window to see several naked passengers waving at them from another ship. The couple was absolutely baffled to discover that the passing cruise was actually the Torbay Sons Club annual nude cruise. Where naturists set off from Exmouth Dock with nothing but their personal luggage. Whatever that means. Uh, Naturists are encouraged to socialize and meet like-minded people while on board the annual event which sees people stripped down to their birthday suits. There are a lot of people on that cruise. There's a picture here. Anyway, fortunately... Most of the diners in the restaurant were bemused by the unusual sighting. However, some voiced concerns over their safety. Really? My wife and I were having a lovely anniversary dinner at the River X Cafe when we caught sight of a boat full of naked people traveling slowly, John told. The news? (laughs) Reaction in the restaurant was mostly of amusement and concern for their health as the wind was getting up. Luckily, that was the only thing that was. (laughs) Ha ha ha. So they said no hard-ons. But can you imagine if the wind is blowing, is the little peony going to go woo-woo-woo-woo in the wind? <laughs> Are the peonies moving around?
3: I'm sure they would be. Mm-hmm. What peonies have you been dealing with? What, what peenies blow in the wind?
2: Well, I mean, if they're not...
3: If they're not covered up.
2: Covered up and they're just chilling.
3: I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't think my peony would blow in the wind.
2: What, will it turtle? <laughs> No. <laughs> He's like when it just went down
3: to my knees. I don't think the wind's going to blow my He's penis. He's like my
2: arm. penis went in my body. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I Think you're you're confusing mm-hmm. my penis with your chin hairs. Oh, Ew, okay.
0: Man. All right.
2: That's all right. It's all right. I got him earlier. How did you get me? Did you forget already? That's what happens when you get old. Man says he found 160 bowling balls under his Michigan home. Muskogee resident David Olson found a sea of bowling balls under his stairs and under his patio. It turns out bowling balls aren't a great foundation for a house. David Olson, 33, is learning that firsthand and now that he's discovered the home he purchased in Muskogee, Michigan two years ago is built on top of old bowling balls. Olson told Fox News he began to discover weathered bowling balls buried under his home and yard in the start of July. He and his wife are second uh, are the second owners of the home. Hold on, I lost my place. Sorry.
1: It's okay. So they were the second yeah. owners of this home.
2: Yep, and they currently that they currently live in with their three children. Olson claims that he received a house inspection before they finalized their purchase. Which noted the cement stairs were kind of leaning into the house and needed to be demolished. Well, yeah, they were on bowling balls. Hidden in the walls. Let's see. When Olsen made time to remove one of the stairs' loose cinder blocks on July 1st, he soon found out that old bowling balls were the culprit. Olson said so far he's removed 160 bowling balls in total and has documented the process in his public Facebook group titled The Bowling Ball Guy.
1: And there are only more, I'm sure. Yeah.
2: Um, he said he was initially concerned with his apparent discovery because he wasn't sure if he was dealing with some kind of dumping ground with hazardous material. But after he contacted the manufacturer of the bowling balls, he soon found out that, the old pieces of equipment likely came from a plant the company had in the area back in the 1950s so a marketing manager for brunswick bowling told uh the news the bowling ball plant was located on laketon avenue from 1906 to 2006 which is not the same location where olson's home is
1: Wow, 100 years that's impressive
2: yeah Olsen said he eventually smashed up the rest of the loose cement and found a gridwork of balls stacked up in between what appears to be poured sand. Some bowling balls were completely intact while others were damaged and broken. Now, he's removed these bowling balls um, where the stairs were, and he's apparently spotted more under a few cement stones that make up his patio, which he had to move to level it out. Uh, Let's see. When asked about the home's builder... Olsen said he believed the original builder and homeowner is a man who died in 2016, according to the independent research he's done. Olsen said that he's heard from past Brunswick workers that the old plant used to have an unlocked dumpster where people potentially had access to disposed of scraps. I'm thinking that's kind of how it all ended up. There was a guy that needed to fill a void. The balls were cheaper than dirt, so he kind of went with that route.
1: Yeah, and I I bet I know what happened. What? They actually had a concrete company to pour the foundation, but they eventually went on strike.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jeez.
1: <laughs> too easy. You guys are too supposed easy? to be triggering me. Yeah.
2: Too easy. Yeah, too easy. Whatever. This bowling one.
1: ball's strike, get it?
2: They have different color bowling balls, too. One looks like um, looks blue, and then one, I think it's chipped, and it looks like an orange peanut. For me? For you.
1: <laughs> well, I accept you. <laughs> Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I'm sure he's never going to let that down. No, he probably has already.
2: <laughs> All right. So, I only have one conspiracy theory today.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. Come on, Thunder K. Play your producer role.
3: All right. Sorry. I had a seagull messing with my head. A ooh-ha, seagull?
2: Ooh-ha. Stop it! Stop it now. God dang.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you still can't find it. Oh, there it is. You sound like (laughs) the rack battles of history.
3: Okay, go.
2: Okay, so last year (laughs) during the pandemic, when they started coming out with the vaccine, people were starting to talk about the vaccine. Um, Passport In a conspiracy kind of way And Back in 2020 When people were talking about the passport They were poo-pooed And they were told that they were extremists That they were conspiracy theorists And that they had dangerous information And that you know We just needed to not pay attention to it So now we're in 2021 Right and there are protests going on in many, many countries. In France, in Ireland, in Australia. That are big groups of people who are protesting the travel passport for COVID. So that means that without this COVID passport, you can't travel between countries.
1: Internationally, yeah. Yep.
2: And people are up in arms about it. They do not want it. And now what they're saying is if you're against it, you're an extremist, you're a conspiracy theorist, and you're dangerous, and your ideas are dangerous. And so with that being said, there's a lot that has come out, like Fossey and his emails and all the things that he lied about. There's the... Fossey, I'm sure you
3: mean Fauci.
2: Fauci, Fauci. whatever the hell his name is. I was going to say is. Bob
1: Fossey was a was a playwright he did chicago and all those others you
2: just went in the i'm talking about covid context well, if i'm saying the wrong name just say i said the wrong name
1: you did you said fossey did he Fauci. say anything
2: about covid did he write anything about covid no because
1: he was dead before it even happened
2: okay thank you anyway <laughs> anyway anyway,
1: <laughs> you sound like chipmunk in the
3: echo yeah i'm just gonna say this mm-hmm this, this this is all a danger. I have come to the conclusion that party politics are our problems. They're all of our problems. Yeah. Because COVID was okay for, you know, a certain group until or COVID vaccines were okay until a certain group decided to vote in it, you know, until another person came into power and now COVID is not okay again. And vice versa. I mean, when yeah. well, I'll just say it, you know, yeah. when, when Trump was, President, you know the if you were Democrat, then you were against the the vaccine because Trump was the one who you know was in charge. But now that Joe Biden's in charge, you know the COVID. Now the vaccines are bad, and vice versa. I just it, it doesn't make any sense to me how people flip on topics based on who is the leadership.
2: I don't think you th- have informed
3: decisions, and then you have uninformed decisions. Try to become an informed decision maker.
2: I think that. I don't think it really has to do with parties. I mean, cause people who were against it with Trump or against it with Biden, people That's not who, true
3: at all, that is not true at all. You, you think it's what? flipped? I think it flipped. I honestly, I, I know it flipped. Okay. I, I know for,
2: uh, here's where for, I, for, for,
3: for instance, let me okay. just do. Okay. You know, uh, my wife has been going through a lot of problems with, uh, you know, you know, her problems. Yeah. She's, she's had infections and her infectious disease doctor who was a uh, self-proclaimed democrat told her this is her this is her infectious disease doctor told her i would not get the uh i would not get the vaccine i wouldn't let, let my children get it i wouldn't let anybody get it and then trump was out of office and then he told him, well you know there's really not a problem with the covid i or me and my kids have already gotten it so the only thing that's changed was the president. Yeah, but There but really hasn't been any reports that say COVID is good or bad or what... Because you yourself have said that there are lawsuits out there because of... Side effects and things yeah. of that so nature.
2: So that's that's another thing that, that's being um, really swept under the table is this, the 100,000 lawsuits out there uh, regarding these vaccines where people have come in and they're like, I'm, I'm your average person. I believe in science. And I went and I got the shot. I did what you said. I, I, I trusted your judgment government and I went and got the shot and now I'm suffering for it. I have all of these different seizures, rashes, Uh, infections different things different people have different things most of them are seizures and they cannot function in life like they used to and they're going about to boards uh, in different states and talking about their experiences after they had the vaccine and they're saying this is dangerous do not give it to our children you know that's mainly why they're doing is because what's next is to give it to kids yeah
3: Okay, this is not a decision that any government should tell you whether you should or should not do. This is a decision exactly. between you and your doctor. Because mm-hmm. your doctor knows you. The government doesn't give a rat's patoot about you unless you're not paying taxes and then they're all over you. So I would not, I would not, uh, whether it's Trump or Biden or whoever's in power or not in power, I would talk to your doctor who knows you and decide with him whether or not you should get... Or her. The- or her. <laughs> her. Sorry, I didn't mean to... It's okay. Non- it's general on it. It. Um, You should talk to them about what is the best course of action for you. Because there, believe it or not, are people out there who should not get the COVID-19 vaccination due to medical problems... And I'm sure those same people who are suing are probably one of those people who shouldn't have gotten it because of medical problems
2: right i i have uh I've had the shingles and I've had other things and that that uh, go along with that, like um well, you know everybody's had not everybody but a lot of people have had chicken pox and things yeah but I had the shingles when I was really young, and I tend to have issues. In regards to that and so it concerns me that these are all part of the nervous system that they're that it's attacking that this issue that these people are talking about they're they're saying their nervous system is being attacked so to me i don't think that the i don't think that the covid shot is right for me number one i hardly leave the house like i'm I don't go out and shop for groceries, and we very rarely go out to eat. We'll bring food in, but we don't go out for food.
1: Yeah, not very often.
2: Not very often, and i I've, I've been to two of your shows in the last how long?
1: Uh, well, we started gigging in in June. Yeah. So yeah, in the last two months.
2: And yeah. I use hand sanitizer. I constantly wash my hands. Anyway, long story short, I think I'm okay. Because I don't get out very much and I don't go around people that would be subjected to COVID. Uh, most of the people that surround me have had the shot. My mom, my dad, you, my brother, my sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. You know, even even your, your kid has had it. Yeah, she has. Yeah. So, anyway, I just don't think it's the right thing for me. But I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen. We have a family member right now who is really sick with COVID that should have gotten the shot, but didn't. And I feel like what, what, uh, Thunder K just said, it started to ring true in my head, but I, then I thought, why didn't she or he get the shot when Trump was in office?
3: Cause it wasn't available.
1: Yeah, that's true. It didn't become available until January. But she was an here.
2: emergency. Oh yeah. She was an emergency worker. Cause like, that's what that's considered.
1: Or or essential worker. Essential worker,
2: whatever. So now that I guess when it switched, that person decided not to get the shot. and Now they're deathly ill.
3: Well, I I mean, let's take our leaders and, and, you know, for instance, Kamala Harris or Kamala or however we pronounce her name. She said when Trump was in office that there was no way she was going to get a COVID-19 shot. Yeah, And then Joe Biden got in office and she got the COVID-19 shot. Mm-hmm. Now the Republicans are saying you shouldn't get the COVID-19 shot. What has changed? Nothing. Nothing has changed. It's the same medicine. It's just different leadership. This is the problem with America now is that we've got our favorite sports team.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: whatever the sports team says is what the party line goes with.
2: Yeah. I guess. I can see what you're saying there.
3: I just, I wish that facts were judged, science was taken into account, Mm -hmm. and decisions were made based off of facts and science.
2: So, uh, now, going along the lines of getting the message out there that people should get the vaccine. Yeah. So, apparently, Matt Damon Damon. shared his personal COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy. And he said that um, while... America is a free country. Getting a COVID-19 vaccine is a personal choice. He personally trusts science over something you read on Facebook. So here's, what, here's my issue with celebrities coming out and stating their opinion on things. It's fine. You can state your opinion. But you know, as a celebrity, you're out there more than Joe Schmo is, right? And you're putting your personal... Opinion out there. And if people respect you, then they're going to follow suit most of the time. So instead of allowing people to have their personal opinion on what they should and should not do with their bodies. You're swaying their thought processes. I don't like that. Yeah. Like, if you want to fight to do whatever you want to do with your body, you shouldn't have to worry about being convinced otherwise. Yeah. I mean, do you want me but to knock you on your... you make your own choices. Yeah. Right. Like, do you want me to knock on your door and say, hey, what, what religion do you practice? Oh, you shouldn't do that. This is why. That's not okay.
3: No, it's not. Right. Again, talk to your doctor. Don't listen to us. We don't know anything about COVID or. Mm-mm. But I want to say that, you know, if your doctor thinks that you should get it for whatever reason. Then then you should probably get it. If he doesn't think you should. Then don't. And Don't let any government body dictate whether you can and can't do something based off of you have this shot, because there's some people who can't get it. Just flat can't get it. What are they supposed to do? Just not travel ever again? Any right? No, it's not.
2: One more thing I want to for conspiracies. We're going to get off the to- topic of COVID. Okay. So Good. John McAfee, John McAfee, who suddenly died in prison before he was supposed to be Extra shipped diet. over to the United States. Yep. Had a website with a countdown on it. The countdown expired. I think it was on Thursday. I might be wrong. Thursday or Friday. And no news has come out on anything other than there. And I couldn't completely understand what I was listening to because I only listened to it once and I accidentally exited out of it. But um, basically there are transactions that are happening that cost money that are shooting off from a website that was triggered From the McAfee Countdown. That's kind of what I read. Not sure if that's really what's happening. Kind of what I read. And supposedly there are a list of phone numbers for people on this other place. That when it's released will give insight to the criminal aspects of their lives. And that they're supposed to be like government people. But this is all... In theory, because nothing has been released yet, and that's what we're waiting on. And I'm kind of wondering if with the, and we talked about this too, um, one of the things that had happened this week, which was right before the countdown ended, yeah. um, there was a major internet outage where lots of companies went down even your company went down and you didn't even know it
1: no because it didn't i guess it may have affected the main website but i didn't even hear any mention of it on our in our internal news
2: yeah and they 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 attribute it to what was it sunspots do you did you hear about that thunder k
3: no i been on vacation i haven't watched news i haven't
2: oh you went on vacation vacation um yeah it was a major internet outage this last week major but i don't you know like we were trying to look at our insurance policy and we couldn't get on the website hold on i'm trying to look it up
3: seems like i was getting on something i couldn't get to it was it i think it was on wednesday when this happened Wednesday wednesday or thursday there was something I was trying to get into. What was it? I don't, I don't remember, but I remember something being down. But it wasn't, you know.
2: Yeah, it was an internet it was outage. My job. Yeah, it it crashed. Uh, it crashed dozens of websites, and it was ca- oh, sorry, it was caused by a software update, according to uh, one website. Somebody else said sunspots, and I was like, "What's going on?" I mean, Amazon, Delta, Capital One, Costco went down. But one of the things in particular that was kind of brought to other people's attention is with this internet outage that happened, this could cause the countdown for McAfee to, what was it, not release the information or something to that effect? Yeah. Isn't isn't that what they said? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, who knows? I don't know what's happening with McAfee. I'm staying up on it. I'm watching, trying to figure out what's about to happen. So I will keep you all updated.
3: To, what would he kind of idiot would he be to have a single payload?
2: I think he I would mean, have multiple payloads. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. I mean, I don't think that if it missed if it missed the payload, it's just going to give up. I mean, he, he would have to be stupid.
2: Yeah, he's a smart guy. So you know, for for that to have just Ended and nothing happened, something's going to happen.
1: Yeah, or something already did happen, just nobody in the media is going to report on it.
2: Or they have to filter through the data that was released. But I can't imagine he would release it to some uh, media outlet that he didn't... I mean, I guess he was releasing it to all media outlets. That's what he said. That he had a the dead man switch and that he was going to release it to all media outlets. So one of them's going to report it because not everybody... Not everybody likes the government that we have today Yeah So I'll keep you updated as soon as I get updated And that's all I have for that
1: Alright So are we going to do Stump the RoboTuner Just between Thunder K and I?
3: Why not? I think we should skip it You don't want to do it? Alright Really? No it's n- it's No Not, not really I- Alex isn't here And it's just only just the two of us I don't think it'd be as fun
2: Okay
1: Okay Well we can forego for it for this week I kinda of feel the same way because it's it's to me it's a better competition whenever it's three people against each other rather than one on one.
2: Yep. And there's no emails. Okay. And I gotta go. Bye okay. guys.
1: Well, let me just say this if you have something you like for us to talk about, you can drop us an e drop us a line at whoa damn, don't knock anything over. You can drop us an email at Robotuner twenty twenty at gmail.com. You can also send us a voicemail at six eight two. 325-1379 follow us on facebook and on instagram at the robo Tuner. and we are live on youtube most sundays between or most of the time starting at 7 p.m central time All right until until then I guess we're out of here. We'll be back with Alex next week. See you guys then. Red Pants. Doing the podcast. Robo-Tuner. Master of debacles. Doing
2: the podcast. Sushi's news and conspiracies. Doing the
3: podcast. Thunder K's on media. Doing the podcast.
2: Alex the
1: intern. Doing the podcast. Shitocracy.
0: Doing the podcast. Red Pants Theater. Doing the podcast.
1: You can't put the chains on, RoboTuner. Red pants.